0: Welcome to Worth It or Worthless, a show where every couple weeks we pull a game from my own personal collection of retro games, take off our nostalgia tinted glasses, and decide, is the game good by today's standards, and is it worth the price of admission? I'm your host, Dan, joined as always by my friend Jordan. Jordan, it's almost Christmas time.
1: It's almost Christmas, yeah. yeah. We, this is going to be releasing like a week before Christmas, mm-hmm. and so we are in the Christmas mood uh, and just enjoying, you know, drinking some hot chocolate, watching some <laughs> snowflakes, uh, you know. Have you done either of those things this year and I have had some doing hot, either of those? <laughs> I mean, I have had some hot chocolate and living in Southeast Michigan, just snowflakes are a reality. So we've already yeah, had some snow. It's depressing. Although, um, you know, we did have a 60 degree day yesterday, which was a nice... <laughs> Michigan. And now, now it's back to being freezing cold. Yeah. So that's just part of the reality yeah. of the, the time of the year. Yeah. But uh, I'm looking forward to Christmas. Christmas is always a great time.
0: Yeah. Christmas is always great. For me, it means a break from work, a little bit of a break from life, break from school, finally. So I'm looking forward to uh, enjoying Christmas this year. I haven't had any hot chocolate myself, but I had some hot chocolate M&Ms, which were really good.
1: See, that's basically the same thing. It, Yeah. I would agree. They really nailed it. Well, um, <laughs> 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 what is what is a hot chocolate M and M? That's just a melted M and M. Like I didn't really think about it, but I don't.
0: yeah, I mean, I guess if you put it that way, no, it's it's hot chocolate flavored in the middle. Yeah, so just kind of like how they have peanut butter M and Ms. Imagine if the peanut butter was hot chocolate flavored. I
1: (laughs) I mean, I guess I just never realized that hot chocolate was a different flavor than (laughs) normal chocolate, but all right. Oh, man. So I think something that would be fun to do is just before we jump into the episode here today is just think about all of the Christmases that have come before and maybe look back on some of our Christmas memories from our childhood and uh, think back on those and, you know, what did we get in regards to gaming? What sort of things stand out? Do you have any Christmas memories about gaming, and uh, that that really stand out to you?
0: So I have a few that stand out to me. One of them is the game that we got into today, uh, which is Batman Returns for the NES. Um, I think we'll talk about that.
1: Jingle bells, Batman smells. <laughs> Robin's not in this game. Yep, pretty much. That's how that song goes. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. <laughs>
0: Uh yeah, so the game that we played today is my copy of Batman Returns that I got from an aunt or an uncle <laughs> in what?
1: What 1992
0: or 1993. Um, it's funny I have we have a, a Christmas Eve tradition at my aunt's house, and I remember getting this from one year and not realize not knowing who it was from, and I took it home and played it. I was like, oh cool, like I kind of like this game. And then the next day, because we would always go to my grandma's on Christmas Day. Uh, I thanked the wrong aunt for the game, and she's like, Ooh. we didn't give that to you. I was like, oh, Ooh. I guess it was from somebody else. Uh but, but nonetheless, it is one of the <laughs> the memories I have of, of Christmas growing up. And I would say the other one that really stands out to me, so I never had a Super Nintendo. Always wanted one. Uh, when Santa didn't bring me a Super Nintendo one year and my babysitter's son got one, I was pretty sure Santa brought it to the <laughs> wrong house. <laughs> <laughs> oh. i remember thinking that like
1: <laughs> how old would you have been at wrong. this point in your life that you thought that santa was still the distributor of christmas presents he's not well
0: anyways i think this was probably like 1993 90, okay 94 i don't know i would have been probably like eight or so so when too that old happened
1: too old for santa okay i don't know
0: i don't i don't even know but anyways, the other memory I have, um, because I didn't get the Super Nintendo was our parents got us the Nintendo 64 the year it came out for Christmas. So a couple months after it launched, which was really awesome as somebody who had always wanted, you know, the Super Nintendo and loved video games growing up. And my parents would never let me play video games as much as I wanted to. And I was like really, really happy to get that N64. And we got it with like Super Mario 64 and like Wings 64 and yeah the subsequent Christmases included lots of nintendo sixty four games, which was pretty awesome.
1: So that's great. you know what my uh, Christmas memory that really stands out to me also includes an aunt and also includes nintendo sixty four. I remember going over to my aunt's house. I don't know if it was Christmas Eve or Christmas Day or when it was. but we went over to her house and uh, opened the presents, and there was a nintendo sixty four and we I have three brothers, so it's four of us. We each opened a present and it was a different color n64 controller oh, yeah oh yeah yeah and I think that we opened the controllers first and then realized like oh oh dang. yeah yeah because we awesome. yeah that we, we you know we always we had a Nintendo we had a Super Nintendo, but uh, we were all always a little bit behind and I mm. think we got the n64 I don't remember what year it was or uh, like how soon after it came out. I don't think we got it right when it came out, but we got the the James Bond. bundle so whenever that came out might be able to date it I didn't look it up we got the James Bond bundle with the four of us and uh that ate many many hours of our time Uh, yeah perfect game to get when you got four boys so yeah for sure I feel like the N64 really defines that for you know those
0: of us who are around the age of 30 um I feel like that's that resonates with all of us like well at least all of my friends, like they had an N64 and that four-player, like co-op stuff growing up. It just ate up a lot of our childhoods and oh, in a great yeah. way.
1: Between Smash Bros. and James Bond and Perfect Dark and Mario Kart, we mm-hmm. had a lot of great four-player mayhem going on there. So, and uh, in our previous episodes, we talked about Wave Race. Yeah, did, you know, not a four-player game, but definitely a lot of hours mm-hmm. into Wave Race. So. That uh, opening that N64 at my aunt's house and getting GoldenEye is probably my most vivid gaming Christmas memory.
0: Yeah. I didn't have four brothers or anything. I had a sister who is not really into games and my brother who I would play games with sometimes. I remember playing, you know, GoldenEye and we would play Star Fox and we would play um, International Superstar Soccer 98. Not (laughs) Um, FIFA. No, (laughs) never had FIFA. But I had, uh, <laughs> you know, that soccer game, which is funny because it has a licensed um, soccer player on the cover, but all
1: the characters in the game are fake. They in- could afford, including the guy on the cover, he's oh, not fuck. really
0: in the game. I was gonna <laughs> say they,
1: they could afford exactly one guy, right. but not even to put him in the game. They could yeah. just afford his picture for the front of the game. <laughs> Dang. So yeah. Dang, that's awesome. You know, we we need more of those, like, random unlicensed sports (laughs) games. That's what's missing in the world today. I
0: agree. I've been playing a lot of Blitz the League lately, and that's, like, an unlicensed sports game that's actually a lot of fun because it's a little more timeless because it doesn't have old rosters from, like, 2005.
1: That's a good point. Yeah. Yeah, so... So we've all got some great Christmas memories revolving around gaming and Christmas time and years from the past, but we think that there's a good opportunity to make some more great gaming memories this Christmas. So what we want to do at Worth It or Worthless is we want to invite you to participate in a gift exchange with us. And the way this is going to work, it's kind of like a little contest. We're going to ask our listeners to rate and review our podcast and then send us a screenshot to prove that they did that. And then we are going to put your name in a drawing for some awesome prizes. If you listen to podcasts, you know how important ratings and reviews are. It helps other people find us. It helps us get the word out about our podcast. And so this is just an opportunity for us to, uh, to get our podcast out there for more people so other people can find us. And it's a great opportunity for you to get some awesome prizes. So uh, you can take a screenshot of your review and send it to us through email or a direct message on Twitter or Instagram. And you can email us at Worth it or worthless podcast at gmail.com. Or you can find us on social media at W I O W podcast on Twitter and Instagram. Yeah, so take a screenshot of your rating and review on whatever podcast platform you're on and send it over to us. We'll put your name in the drawing. And we are going to have some awesome prizes. We're still trying to lock down exactly what the prizes are going to be. And we're going to post what those are on our social media once we have it all figured out. But we promise it's going to be good. And best of all, it's going to be free. So a lot of giveaways. You enter in and you're in there with like a million other people. And you don't really have any chance of winning. But this giveaway, you actually have a pretty good chance because we don't have a huge listener base. And you could be one of just a few people in this. So we're encouraging you. Leave us a review, leave us a rating, send us a screenshot, and you have a pretty good chance of winning some cool free stuff this Christmas. The contest is going to run until the end of the year, so uh, December 31st. We're going to shut it down after that, so make sure you go, leave us a rating, leave us a review. Be honest. That's cool. We want to know what we could do better, and uh, we are looking forward to giving away some cool prizes.
0: Yeah. So do you want to get into the game now?
1: I think that would be
0: great. All right. Today we played Batman Returns on the NES. Yes, we did. What did you uh what did you think of it, Jordan?
1: All right, I'm not going to lie. At first, I was like, okay, we're playing another Batman beat 'em up side scroller. Um, we just played uh Batman Forever not too long ago. But I was pleasantly surprised. It was it was a fun game.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I had a good time. I uh I'm not sure. <laughs> I'm not sure how much fun I had. No, Again, which is interesting, two in a row. And I accidentally picked another Batman game, not realizing that we had just played one last month. Um, because we were, I was trying to pick a Christmas theme game, and Batman Returns is about Christmas. And I got this game for Christmas growing up, and so I was like, "Oh, this is kind of like a good, a good Christmas show game." And then you were like, "You said something like, when we
1: were playing." I was like, "Oh." <laughs> oops <laughs> you know we've had so many episodes i you know right. it's, it's hard to keep track of them all <laughs> <laughs> but yeah this is this is another batman game a side scrolling 'em up game uh this one's only one player this is our mm. first one player game that we have played and reviewed for the podcast and uh it's definitely a different beast from uh batman forever yeah uh, it, when yeah, we when sure. we played that game, it is a just a nightmare of of sights and sounds, and it is <laughs> just like the most insane game ever. And this is a much more scaled back, much more simple, uh, old school em up side scroller, one player, and you usually only have like two to four bad guys on the screen. There are no superpower explosions, <laughs> so this is a much different Batman game from what we played before.
0: Yeah. I, even though it was single player, I still had fun passing the controller back and forth, um, taking a break every few minutes from, from the action. Um, I thought I, I, I it didn't bother me that we had to pass
1: the controller back and forth. I think it worked out well. No, I, I mean that, that was definitely just an integral part of games when I was growing up was, mm-hmm. you know, you, you played till you died and then you handed the controller. I mean, my wife and I still play that way all the time. We we were just playing super Mario Odyssey a couple of days ago. And, uh, we take turns, because uh, playing two-player in that is kind of dumb, but taking turns playing one player is a lot more fun. Hmm. I don't know. What, what's the co-op in Super Mario Odyssey? Uh, You can have one person be the hat. And okay. <laughs> <laughs> is kinda that kinda like getting, in Galaxy, when you can collect stars or whatever? <laughs> I have actually never played other Galaxy, but uh, yeah, one person can kind of control the hat, and uh, uh, we we kind of... We didn't love it, so it's more fun to take turns and and have one person be in control. So that's kind of what we did for Batman Returns. One person would play until they would die or get frustrated, and then they'd pass off the controller to somebody else. Yeah.
0: So do you want to get into what the game did well?
1: Yeah, let's jump right into it. All right. Uh, I took a lot of notes in this game. I I don't always take a lot of notes, but this one, for some reason, I just had a lot of stuff to write down. Um, I think the thing that stands out to me more than anything else in the column for what this game does well was the music is just awesome. Yeah, for sure. Like there, and it's not, you know, you you do get the same song for like a chunk, like a level or two, but Mm -hmm. there are like a bunch of different tracks and they all fit the stages really well and they're all done really well. And I thought that it was just great stuff.
0: Yeah. Like I was saying to you when we were playing, I can't think of a Konami game off the top of my head that has bad music. Um, kind of like how the Mega Man games all have fantastic music. I feel like that's one of the things that you can constantly expect when you play these old Konami games is, is fantastic music. And I've been around this game for what, 25 years now and the music still to me stands out. It was it was one of the first things that jumped out about this game, even though I've heard the soundtrack so many times throughout the years as something that may be one of my favorite things about this game um if i had to pick you know a top two things about this game which i I have quite a few things that i think this game does well but i think the music may actually be
1: my favorite part of it yeah if you haven't heard this the the music from this game or if you haven't played this game go check out the the soundtrack on youtube or wherever you can find it it's 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 good stuff Mm -hmm. i think another thing that really stood out to me for this game as something that does well is it had one of the most interesting continue systems that i've ever seen in. oh yeah Uh, You don't have lives, really. Uh, You you have like one life and you have like multiple health bars. And once all your health is gone, then you you die and you have to continue. But every time you continue, uh, the game helps you out a little bit more. So the first time you die, you start up the next time with a little bit more health. And then every time you die, you reboot back into the game with more and more health up to, I think, three full health bars if you manage to die enough times.
0: Yeah, I was reading the manual and it said this game has an interesting experience system or something to that effect. And it explained that when you die, you gain experience and the experience is how you have more health and you gain experience by like punching guys. Your score goes up every time you punch somebody. And so I'm just assuming your score gets rolled
1: into your experience. um, Yeah, we're not fully continue. Fully sure how that experiment experience uh, system works, but yeah, you definitely end up getting more and more health each time you you have to restart or recontinue, and so it kind of helps you out. Like if you're really struggling, you know, the next time you go into that level, you're gonna have more health than you did the last time. And it it said that in the in the manual that at the end of the game, it takes all of your experience points, and the higher experience you have, like the lower total score you'll have at the end Mm -hmm. so we got to the end and we had died a lot of times and so there was like a little cheeky penguin that told us like you took too long try harder next time right and i'm guessing that that uh had something to do with our experience total
0: yeah i think there's three or four endings um and your ending is based on one how many times you get hit and two how much you actually die um I was reading like every time you get hit it adds like 8 points to your total and every time you die it gets like 13 or 1500 added on to your total <laughs> and basically whatever your total is when you beat the final boss determines the
1: ending that you get on the game. Okay. So yeah, there's a lot of stuff going on there that we don't fully understand, but I thought it was a really interesting way to handle continues, especially in a game where you can be dying a lot and trying to to replay the same level over and over until you can finally mm. beat a boss. And they're going to help you out by giving you a little bit extra health to maybe make it through the level this time.
0: Yeah, the game came out uh, 92, or possibly January of 93. Wikipedia wasn't really clear on it. the game itself since so it's 1992. Um, and so I feel like this was later in the NES lifecycle and they had learned a lot at this point. And that's part of how you end up... There's, there's actually quite a few interesting mechanics or interesting bits of depth here. And I think a lot of that might be actually be due to when it came out. Um, And so, like I said to you before we were recording, like I've never seen a system like this in in another game, like an experience where it's like, Hey, we're going to make you better every time you end up continuing, which ultimately, like I said, also before we started recording, I'd never beaten this game growing up. Apparently I'd only ever gotten to the 4th level and there's 6 levels in this game. And there's also a password system. So if you if you you choose to continue until you can't play anymore, but then you can write down a password and pick up where you left off. I don't know what that does to your experience um or your ending, but yeah, I'd never um I never knew about the experience system growing up because I guess I just never read the manual all the way through.
1: Oh, why would you read the manual? You know, you get the game for Christmas, you pop it in, you start playing. You're not going to bother reading the manual.
0: Well, I got it for Christmas. I had to take it home and then pop it in. And
1: between my aunt's and the trip home was probably when I would have opened it and read the manual. Yeah, but it was probably dark outside. <laughs> trying to catch glimpses of the manual as like streetlights go by. Yeah, you're probably right. I yeah. feel like I remember doing that though. Oh yeah, for sure. I remember doing that with like my Game Boy before like, yeah led backlit screens and you're like right you're just trying to catch a little bit of the headlight to get your next attack in in pokemon uh that
0: was one of the exciting things about having a game gear growing up was when you had six double a batteries lasting you all of maybe 40 minutes Oh gosh yeah the, the <laughs> but you life. had a backlight on your screen
1: <laughs> you are like the number one cause of uh global warming with all the <laughs> batteries you used on your <laughs> Game Gear. Actually,
0: because the battery situation was so out of control, I had an AC adapter. I never had the car adapter, which I always wanted. But yeah. Yeah, I, I, most of the time when I played that thing, I had it plugged into the wall.
1: Just because who could afford that many batteries? My grandparents had a Game Gear. That was my only experience with the Game Gear. I don't know why they had it. It had like Echo the Dolphin and some like breakout <laughs> clone knockoff thing on it. But the AC adapter was broken. And if you wiggled it even a tiny bit it would restart so you'd get like half a level into echo the dolphin and you would like (laughs) sneeze or move a tiny bit and the game would restart and it's like all right this thing's garbage where's my game boy oh man yeah (laughs) (laughs) going back to what you were saying though the game does a lot of really interesting things i actually wrote that down as another plus for what this game does i just had a, a list of some really interesting things that i didn't expect from an nes game especially like you said it being later in the life cycle of the nes They definitely did some stuff like early on. NES games could be pretty bare bones. You look at Mm. some of those like early games and you're like, wow, this is this is like pretty brutal. And then you you look at this game and it did some stuff that I didn't expect out of an NES game. Like there's a one level where you're on the roof. And if you aren't actively like pushing up on the D pad, Batman just starts slipping down mm. and like, they're like, yeah. some, there's some physics there of like Batman's falling off this. Roof. Right.
0: That's one of the things I actually had written down too, is like these environmental things that it does differently. <clears throat> like there's an ice rink where you slide around or there's that roof where you slip down or there's a level where these little, I think toy helicopters or something are dropping bombs. And if you fall through the floor, it'll take you backwards in the level and you have to like replay a lower floor. Um, but, yeah, I agree with you that that's definitely interesting um, in a way that you don't see in a lot of other NES games.
1: Yeah, another thing I had for that, for the interesting stuff they included, was just there's a lot of hidden pickups. Yeah. Like, it wasn't just, like, a flashing box that you destroy. It starts out, like, the very first level, the very first screen, you see, like, a big gift box, and, you know, like, I'm going to punch that, and there's going to mm-hmm. be... There's health inside it or something. Right. But later on in the game, you stop seeing those obvious ones, and you kind of have to, like... uh sleuth around, you know, use Batman's detective skills and realize like, I need to <laughs> yeah, I gotta shoot my grappling hook at that chandelier to get more batarangs or I need to knock yeah. over this uh, this fire hydrant, which you know, now that I think about it, this just takes me back to my whole thing about Batman being a, a public menace. <laughs> now that I think about it, you're going around you're destroying public property for, you know, so Batman can get more health or whatever. Like He, he destroys uh... <laughs> No, like seriously, he destroys a because fire hydrant and that gives him health? Like he gets like he gets like pumped up from destroying public property? Uh, you guys have heard me talk about this before, like Batman is not a hero, he's a menace, probably a villain even. Yes, Jordan, we all know that Batman in the, in the comics is running around
0: punching garbage to get health.
1: <laughs> I don't know, man. I another thing that like really bugs me about Batman in this game in particular is All of the bad guys, not all of them, but like 90% of the bad guys in this game are clowns. (laughs) Well, that's the enemy faction, though. Yeah, but Joker's not even in this game. Penguin and Catwoman are like the main bad guys. And then all of like the little minions that you fight through every level are clowns. There's like hundreds, thousands of clowns in this game that come out and attack him. It's like, what did this guy do to mobilize the entire population of clowns against him? Dude, I don't know. I don't... I just... Oh, I know. I figured it out. These guys are from the circus, right? I guess. And Batman's sidekick is Robin. Okay. He kidnapped Robin from the circus, and these are all just his family coming to get him back. Now, this movie was before Chris O'Donnell joined
0: Batman's
1: uh, I don't have any idea what that means, but I... (laughs) I don't think it refutes my theory that the reason that clowns hate Batman is cuz he kidnapped Robin from the circus. It
0: definitely does because Batman Forever took place after Batman Returns and that's when we see how Robin actually joins Batman, who is played by Chris O'Donnell
1: in mm. Batman Forever and Batman and Robin. I personally like my theory better, but um we can move on.
0: <laughs> okay.
1: I think there's something there like about this game. What else did there. you like about this I game? Think, <laughs> Uh, the the last thing that uh i have in, under this uh this list of really interesting things that i thought the game did was there's a really cool batmobile level that's very different from most of the rest of the game. Uh you yeah. get to drive the batmobile, you're shooting uh like machine guns at dudes on motorcycles, but you know, Batman doesn't kill people. So when you when you <laughs> shoot you shoot these guys and their bikes like explode but instead of the guys dying they just like happily run off the screen <laughs> uh but like i mean that's kind of silly but the, the rest of the level is really fun it's definitely uh, a change of pace from all of the beating them up that happens in the rest of the game there is another level that where uh, <laughs> yeah. you are in the the bat ski mobile uh, the bat ski boat the bat ski boat <laughs> and it's all one word bat ski boat i looked this up Okay, and it's supposed to be like bat ski boat, like motor boat, but bat ski boat. It just (laughs) sounds like his like kind of Polish water vehicle. I don't even know, but it was a terrible level. It was like you can't die or anything because it's just like a bonus level where you pick up stuff, but everything is moving so fast and it's kind of like flickering and flashing. And I actually couldn't watch you play that level. I thought I was going to get sick. Like I, I, I felt. I felt my gut was like preparing to loose all of the contents of it.
0: I couldn't play that level either without just staring at the Batsky boat. um, Cause that was the only like constant on the screen that wasn't moving way too fast. But yeah, this game kind of like when the credits hit too, it was like flashing in a weird way. So I
1: guess they just decided it was fine to like start hurting people's eyes. I mean, this was 1993. I, we hadn't yet had, like, the great Pokemon scare of 99 where, like, a million people went into seizures. I don't know if they knew about, like, the dangers of screen flicker at that point. I don't know. I don't know either, but it was definitely not pleasant. Yeah. Do you have anything else that you want to put in the good column?
0: Yeah, I um, I have written down. There's an interesting uh, depth to the controls in regards to... Like we said, it was a later NES release, so they learned a lot by this point. Um, you can't... So there's, like, jumping, jump kicking, slide kicking, blocking. Um, they make use of down A, they make use of down B. When you have an item picked, because this game also has items, that's another thing that's interesting about it, is you have your grappling hook, you have batarangs. There's some kind of test tube item. I don't think that we actually ran across it. I don't know. Because it wasn't until like the back half of the game that we started using the grappling hook to try to like actually discover secrets. I don't know how many of those secrets are peppered throughout the game. But I like that the controls give you options. And I feel like if we would have used the block more, which is down B, um, that we could have made it a little bit further, a little bit easier in this game. Um, there, There's no run in this game. Like you have walk you can't like double tap to run or anything. So your character moves pretty slow, which is kind of frustrating. But when you press down and a, he does like a slide kick. Um, and so you can kind of speed around the, the screen that way. Um, so I appreciated that they
1: gave you options with the controls. Um, yeah. Batman doesn't really run though. He kind of just like broodingly walks menacingly. Yeah. Have you ever seen Batman run? Yes. when he, when he wants to go somewhere fast, he gets in, you know, the Batmobile, or the, the Bat Batjet, or the Bat ski boat. I'm pretty sure that the end of Batman and Robin is <laughs>
0: them running towards the camera, <laughs> away from an explosion. No, oh. just running. I think the bat symbols like up in the air or something, and <laughs> they're nice. just running.
1: Like uh, we forgot. Uh, Probably a scene. little slow motion. Oh, see, he was. <laughs> uh, you be. thought it was I slow could be motion. Wrong. It was actually <laughs> just Batman moving at his normal speed. Right. Broodingly. <laughs> menacingly oh man anyways are you uh, are you about ready to move on with the game uh, didn't do so well i think so are you yeah all right uh i think that the biggest weakness of this game is that it doesn't really teach you what to do it doesn't tell you what to do in some instances so like we get to a point where you're supposed to use the grappling hook to go up to the next floor Or you're supposed to use the grappling hook to, like, shoot these toy helicopters out of the air. And you knew to do that because you had spent a lot of time with this game as a kid. Mm -hmm. I had no clue that there was even a grappling hook that existed because I have never played this game before. It doesn't ever tell you, oh, by the way, you have these items and this is how you use them. And these are the situations you might want to use them. And that wasn't the only scenario. There was also a time where we were inside of somebody's house. You know, <laughs> another time when Batman had broken into an innocent person's home and brought the fight with the bad guys into that person's home. Um, you know, he's a menace to society, but that's beside the point. We're in this house and we've killed all the bad guys and we have no idea what to do. You can't go right. You can't go left. We're trying jumping. We're trying to shoot the the grappling hook at things. And uh Dan just started sliding around on the floor and all of a sudden we popped out and we're back on the street. Yeah. And there was just a few times like that where the game could have used a little bit of like, you know, in a lot of beat em ups, when you clear an area, you'll get like an arrow or some mm-hmm. sort of like pop up that's telling you what you need to do to go to the next screen. And this game was just very light on any sort of explanation or, you know, detail like that that told you what you're supposed to do.
0: Yeah. Um, I thought the game had frozen at that point because we were kind of playing like with some cheats a little bit and there was a one cheat on the Retron called like Level End Invincibility Fix or something. And when when we were going to fight Catwoman, because uh, we had turned the cheats on and off and stuff, when we were going to fight Catwoman, you were going up these whatever fire escapes to get to the roof and you just couldn't go through the door. And it was like, oh, okay, so there must be some kind of broken weird invincibility thing. But other than that, like the game, I thought, you know, why, the game must have froze or there must be something that we did wrong because we were playing with cheats. And I agree with you that it's like it doesn't necessarily do you any favors telling you like sometimes it just stops. And it's like, am I supposed? To, OK, oh, well, I was supposed to keep walking to the right or oh, there's a door there or like sometimes there's an open window with like an arrow pointing down. But it's like am I? but the screen keeps scrolling. So it's like, or am I that am I supposed to go? And well, there's an arrow, so I guess. And uh, fortunately, that's when you find the chandelier pickups and all that stuff after you fight a couple guys. But I guess you're like breaking into these buildings looking for the ice princess or something. But yeah, it yeah. doesn't really flash like a normal game does,
1: telling you what exactly to do. Yeah, so I had that on my negative. Uh, another thing that kind of stands out is this game seems like it'd be perfect to have a second player option and i know that like in the movie you don't really have a second player because there is no robin whatever Mm -hmm. but just these beat-em-ups always seem more fun with a friend yeah and it would have been cool if they could find some way to add in a second player
0: yeah i think i agree um one of the things that i have written down is the game starts to feel like it overstays it's welcome a little bit that's how i was feeling in the last few levels of it playing with you. And I don't know if that would have been different if we would have been playing co-op.
1: It probably wouldn't have taken us an hour, hour and a half to beat it if it was two players too. Yeah. So maybe you wouldn't have gotten that overstaying its welcome because you would have been able to progress a little bit quicker.
0: Yeah, I was just just ready to be done with it.
1: (laughs) I think a big part of that, and this is my next point on here, is that the bosses were just way too hard. Yep. I also have that written down. Um, yeah. I, I think like the, the levels themselves are definitely doable. It's something that, you know, with a little bit of practice, a little bit of knowledge of the controls, you can get through the levels, the bosses themselves, you'd get there and you'd be like, okay, well this isn't even fair. Right. Yeah. And, and that, that was just a huge drawback for me. Like you'd, you'd get them down a little bit, like halfway through their health. And then they would just start doing these like crazy combos of moves that you couldn't like really dodge well, or you couldn't get an attack in. And, uh, the thing that's kind of a bummer is, like, the bosses themselves had cool design. They, like, mm. actually kind of liked uh, what they did, especially with, like, Penguin, the last boss. Like, it was kind of cool. And, like, there's an organ grinder guy and Catwoman, like, this, like, ninja who is basically Iron Fist, but not. Yeah. And uh, there was definitely some cool stuff they could have done. But they were instead of being, like, creative or whatever, they just kind of, like, made the bosses super hard.
0: Yeah, and to piggyback on that point, I also have written down that the game just kind of controls slowly. Like, for all the interesting depth that they put in with the sliding around and grappling hooks and stuff like that, um, the cheap boss AI is made worse by the fact that you're so slow and you just can't really fight these guys. You can't, like, get in and out quickly to like not take damage at least not, you know, maybe if we played it more and more and figured out how you could get around these guys, but there's no, like in the old Ninja Turtles game, sometimes you can like stun lock the bosses with jump kicks and not take damage that way. But this game doesn't feel like there's any like cheap ways to fight these bosses that were easily discoverable in our time with this game. And so that was something that was pretty frustrating
1: yeah Uh, for me the last thing that i have written down and this is a big one for me and it's it's very specific and it's that the skull motorcycle dudes are the worst (laughs) there's these like giant headed skeletons who ride on these pink mopeds and they just (laughs) zoom back and forth across the screen and the only way that you can hit them is by jump kicking them in the face and uh it's okay when there's one of them But the further you get into the game, there's like two or three of them. And you're like, you have to be kidding me. Mm -hmm. And uh, the first time you run into them, it's like a little bit frustrating. And then you kind of get the hang of it. But it is just, they're obnoxious. They don't really add anything to the game. Other than it's like, oh, well, here's three more of these guys I got to (laughs) kill. And uh, they bugged me. I didn't like them.
0: I wouldn't say they don't add anything to the game. I think it's an interesting, I think that the mechanic that those guys have of trying to like damage Batman is far more interesting and fun than like the guys who run off to the side and shoot fireballs and then whip you when you get too close. Yeah, or, those like, guys are terrible too. Just shoot guns at you. Um I guess we should say that the game just generally, the AI is kinda cheap for the guys who aren't just trying to come punch you. Um and that are easy to beat up. Like most of the other guys are kind of just annoying to fight. Like you have like these big clowns who just kind of bounce around and roll at you and they make you fight two of them at once and then you get swamped and like take unnecessary damage and it's like, okay, well, there's this. And then it's like, there's these guys who will hit you whenever you get too close and then they'll run off to the side and shoot fireballs and like you have to zigzag up and down the screen to hopefully punch them and
1: hopefully they don't slap you. And the bosses are really cheap and I don't know. Yeah, there's it just seems like, instead of finding like creative ways to differentiate the bad guys, they kind of just made them more difficult. Yeah. It would have been cool to see, I don't know how, I mean, I'm not making this game. It was made however many (laughs) years ago. So I'm not going to like try to critique them and give them what they could have done better. But it seems like there, there would definitely been better ways to implement a few of these bad guys that, that turned the game from something fun. And like those moments weren't fun. Those moments were kind of a slog.
0: Yeah, for sure. Did you have anything else that you didn't think the game did so well?
1: Um, I always like to, to talk about the cutscenes. They're one of my favorite <laughs> things, and uh, there weren't many in this game. There were a few, kind of like the normal NES style, where you get a a, a picture and then some scrolling text. <laughs> but there was one incredible scene that just absolutely has to be mentioned, and uh, it's when the penguin is giving his stump speech. He's trying to run for mayor, I think, and <laughs> Batman. Uh, plays this recording of of the penguin saying some some bad stuff and all of a sudden the whole crowd Gotham City turns on the penguin and they start throwing tomatoes and onions and potatoes like, and it goes on for like a long time like there's just a rain like an entire produce aisle is thrown at this guy and <laughs> and Dan made a great point it's like why? Why did they bring all of their groceries? Right. With them? There's like baguettes flying at one point. <laughs> like it seems like the people of Gotham are like going between <laughs> between Kroger and home. They just oh, let's stop and see Penguin's <laughs> right. speech. And as soon as he said something bad, like they decided to throw their entire right. cart of groceries at him. And it it was it was incredible. I already know for a fact that that is going to be one of the clips that we're going to share on social media cuz it's just oh, so good. Man. So you put that in what the game doesn't do well. No, I just I just like to before we transition out of talking about the game into, you know, the next section. I just always like to mention the cutscenes right. and um this is one of my favorite moments in any Batman. <laughs> like this is up there with The Dark Knight for me. Like Heath Ledger, incredible oh guy. <laughs> what a legacy that he left um, you know, with the Joker. But nothing will ever compare to a poorly pixeled sprite of Danny DeVito <laughs> getting pummeled with, like, a, a small European country's worth of produce. It was incredible. Oh, man, Speaking of a, a, a pixelated Danny DeVito, as
0: much as you love that cutscene, I love the pixel. I love the sprite of Danny DeVito as the, <laughs> the penguin in the final boss. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he's in his like whatever pajamas from the movie, and <laughs> it's so good because he's love like the this least. Danny DeVito sprite.
1: He's the least menacing, like physically <laughs> menacing bad guy. I mean, he's like creepy looking, right. but he's like three foot six like probably 300 pounds there's no way he's gonna land a punch on batman yeah and he's just like scooting around the screen he's flying <laughs> <laughs> flying back and forth with his umbrella his umbrella he like pulls it out and he's like shooting what looks like like uh skeet at at a uh, batman like, yeah, like you know clay, like pigeons. clay pigeons yeah and he just like shooting them and, and it's the most ridiculous thing and he has so much health You have to hit him like a million times to kill him. And it's like, you know, in real life, one punch from Batman would probably probably kill this guy. Yeah. But it was too good.
0: Right. I think uh, what we forgot to mention um, in the what the game does well, uh, speaking of the sprite and the cutscene and everything like that, is the game actually looks really good. Yeah. It it did Um, have good graphics. That's one of, besides the music, I really enjoyed looking at this game. There's a lot of super interesting environments. Uh, The character designs are pretty good. Um, the background art can be fairly detailed at times, which is pretty cool. And I just, I really enjoyed looking at and listening to this game. Yeah.
1: It's a great example of good art in a Nintendo game, like the the Nintendo entertainment system. This game has a version that has a lot of the same levels and environments in the Super Nintendo version. And, uh, obviously you can do way more with the Super Nintendo, um but i think that the nintendo graphics are actually more impressive about what they were able to do with you know a much less powerful system they did some really cool stuff the backgrounds always had something interesting going on and they weren't even just static there was some cool animations like one one uh, level has like a skyline way in the background and the 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 pixels like the the windows on these buildings are one pixel And Mm -hmm. they would have lights turning on and turning off. And there was just all sorts of cool stuff going on. So, yeah, the graphics and the music, definitely, uh, they're definitely good. Really good for a Nintendo game.
0: Yeah. And I think one more side note we should say about uh, this game and the Super Nintendo version is those are the only two, like, beat-em-ups. The the versions on Genesis and all the other platforms are not the beat-em-up versions of this game. Konami made a DOS version of this game, I guess, which I think is like an adventure game or something. But the Super Nintendo and NES versions are are different from the other versions of this game. So, just just to put that out there. So, Jordan, what do you think you would pay
1: for the experience that we just had? All right, this is a tough one. Um, It's a fun game, but it definitely has its weaknesses. And what would I pay? All right. What do I want to say?
0: <laughs> if this game showed up on the eShop.
1: Now you're just mocking me. <laughs> See, this See, it's a tough one because I can't look at this game just on its merits of how fun it is to play. Um, there are way more better beat-em-ups out there than this game. Yeah. And there's a lot of beat-em ups. Like if I'm gonna play a beat em up, I'm That's probably gonna wanna true. play it with somebody. Yeah. But I think that this game has merit because it is just a really great example of what the NES was capable of mm-hmm. and what people were able to get out of it in its yeah, later stages. For sure. Um so this is one of like the rare ones where um, you know, I usually tend to, to go based on like, is this fun? Would I play it? um this game is a little bit different than that so i um i don't think that this game is the best beat-em-up out there i don't think no. that um it that you can really you have to judge it on those merits so i would uh this is might be surprising to you because this is going to be higher than most that i would say about <laughs> three dollars no i feel like this game like i would be willing to go like six seven dollars wow yeah
0: that's interesting <clears throat> So for as many uh interesting things as this game does uh I actually think that I only like it based on nostalgia. I think if I had to give the game a score, I would give it like a 6 out of 10. Um just because uh, as good as the the music and art is and all that stuff, I feel like the game isn't that much fun. Um it's a beat 'em up and it's only single player, which is that I can I can think of a different single player beat em up that's a lot more fun than this one. And it's like, well, they could have made this game a lot better. But I think um, for me, the game feels like a. Yeah, I would actually say that I probably agree with you. I would fall in like the seven to 10 range on what this game feels like it's worth to me. Maybe. It's a Christmas it, miracle. Maybe in a good. Maybe if I was in a really good mood. I would go $12 as to what that experience <laughs> you know so I love how 7 to $12 on a really good day and
1: if I just got paid yeah being <laughs> in, being in a good mood uh doubled the price of this game for you for what you thought it was worth yeah <laughs> that's incredible
0: almost <clears throat> um so what do you think what do you think this game is going for on eBay
1: um okay we got Batman you got Konami um it's a later game in the cycle of the NES. Mm. We know that sometimes that that means that they didn't make as many of them, but it's also tied into a movie which usually means that you know they probably made a bazillion of them. oh this is tough. Uh I and it just, you know, not super fun to play, so maybe not high up on people's like collection wish, wish list. I kind of wonder if you could get this game in that like six to eight dollar range could you
0: so according to the app that i use to track my retro game collection i have 72 nes games yeah and this is the
1: fifth rarest game that i own oh gosh I was so wrong. <laughs> why am i always so wrong i don't even know why i bother trying to like justify my logic and like, i should have just stuck with uh with what i was thinking i like i started out saying like it's konami it's late in the thing so it's probably worth more and then i just got to it's a movie adaptation so it must not be worth anything i just totally contradicted myself all right Right. hit me with it
0: so this as of yesterday this game was trending for 1947 on ebay oh okay so not offensively expensive no okay um a little more uncommon as i kind of looked through the Sold listings, it looked like we had about 13 to $30 is about the range that you would expect to pay for
1: this game. You know what's crazy about it being 1947 is that that is the year that Batman was first invented. <laughs> Did you know that? Yeah, that's nailed it. No, nope. I tricked you. <laughs> tricked you again, Dan. I have no idea when Batman was invented because he's a garbage character. Yep.
0: It was the 1930s that he was invented, Jordan. Oh. Before Spider-Man. That's fine. That's fine. I actually don't know when Spider-Man was invented. I assume it's the, probably the 60s.
1: Yeah. Anyways. Sometimes uh, sometimes you troll your friend and it goes off perfectly. And they they believe that there is a Mortal Kombat version (laughs) of Sesame Street. If they only listen to half of what you're saying. And sometimes you try to troll your friend and you realize they have a lot more knowledge about Batman than you gave him credit for. Yep. Sometimes. So at uh,
0: 1947, Jordan, is that worth it or worthless for you? I'm
1: going to have to go with worthless. I think I'm going to have to agree with you on that one. If you got if you got $20 to spend on a beat 'em up, I'm going to say go get the the Capcom Beat 'em Up Collection. <laughs> right. Or go get Ninja Turtles
0: 2 the arcade game and um what, Double Dragon 2 or something. <laughs> like I don't know. Yeah, there's there's sure. other better games that you can get for the price of this game. I think that the price is influenced just by how rare it is. Yeah. Um like I said, I think I got this game in 1983 which would have been after the Super Nintendo came out. And so I think this was just a late release on the NES. And and because of that, it it probably wasn't as common, especially because there's a Super Nintendo version of this game and there's a Genesis version and all that other stuff. So,
1: yeah, if you love Batman, you're a huge Batman fan and uh, you can get past all of his moral weaknesses and (laughs) you happen to be at the thrift store or wherever and you see this game for under 10 bucks, pick it up because it's fun to look at it's got great music and put it on and just listen to it at the
0: very least it's worth checking out on youtube um yeah because it's it's while it's not very much fun to play in my opinion it's definitely a, a cool
1: looking game with a great soundtrack yeah and if you hate clowns you can watch batman beat the crap out of the entire world's population of clowns <laughs> <laughs> you could do that too yeah
0: All right, Jordan. Well, I think that's probably going to wrap it up for today.
1: I think so, too. Merry Christmas, everyone. We hope you have a great holiday break. And we're looking forward to seeing what you send us, those uh, screenshots. Don't forget the contest ends at the end of the month. Uh, So we'll be looking forward to giving away some cool prizes here soon.
0: Yeah, thank you so much for listening.
1: Yeah, we'll see you later. If
0: you have any questions or feedback, feel free to email us at worthitorworthlesspodcast or worthless podcast at gmail.com. And if you're interested in staying up to date with the show, follow us at W I O W Podcast on Twitter and Instagram. If you enjoy the show, please leave us a review and subscribe if you want to hear more. Thanks for taking the time to listen to the show. We sincerely appreciate it. Talk to you next time.
1: Bye. Jingle bells, Batman's mouth. That's a Christmas (laughs) song. Froggy fresh. Christmas song. <laughs>